Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Felton. Yes. Raymond Felton right back. Seconds. Felton for What's up and welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam Dracula and um, I'm alone today. Uh, Raymond Felton will not be on the show this week. Uh, he has a conflict. He'll be back next week. But for now, you just have me. So strap in. We're talking Hornets basketball. And uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, let's get into it, bro. Like, it's a it's a it's a tough season. Nothing has changed since the last uh, since last week. But if you're new around here, I just want to take this opportunity to introduce myself properly. My name is Sam Dracula, right? YouTube.com slash Dracula is uh, where you can find my channel. It's a Hornets fan channel. I make videos. I do live streams about the Hornets um, on a regular basis with the with this team with the Hornets on the West Coast. Kind of difficult uh, doing live streams when these games start at 10, 1030. Right. So it's interesting. And, you know, a nice change of pace to watch some of these games the next day um, on demand on League Pass, which is really nice. Um, you know, I work from home. So having basketball on, NBA basketball on during the day is nice. It, it gives me uh, World Cup vibes or just European football vibes uh, having games on during the day. Speaking of the day, the weather sucks outside right now. It's a, t- it's a tough weather run around. In Charlotte right now, man. Uh, it's cold. It's rainy. I got an injured foot. It's, a, it's an L. It's an L all around. And speaking of Ls, last night the Hornets lost. I'm recording this on a Thursday morning. Uh, they're coming off a loss to the Clippers last night. And we're going to talk about that on the, this run of form. And, you know, something some interesting that, you know, if you, if you listen to last week's episode, I played audio of Steve Clifford talking about the Pistons loss and the Hornets' lack of defense in that game and just kind of in general. And uh, the defense has been better since. I'm going to get into that um, in this episode. So stay tuned. We'll take a quick break and then right back after this ad. The NBA season is rolling on, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events whether that's football basketball hockey mma tennis boxing even golf head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use the promo code believe b l e a v believe to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts all right we're back so hornets as of right now, as of uh, December 22nd, 2022, 10.30 a.m., <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets are 8-24. and 24. They are 14th in the Eastern Conference and 29th in the league, no longer at the bottom of the NBA. Uh, sec- you know, and because of it, they got the second best odds at the number one overall pick in Wembenyama. So there's that as well. Uh, 
in the last 10 games, the Hornets are, are they are one and nine. And since we last recorded, the Charlotte Hornets have beaten the Sacramento Kings. They did not light the beam on us, snapping uh, that losing streak. But like I mentioned earlier, uh, Hornets lost last night to the Clippers in L.A. Um, the main thing I want to talk about first is Gordon Hayward. He's made his return. We have four games of Gordon Hayward since he came back from the, his second stint of the shoulder injury, right? It's weird. It's, it, there's an economy of injuries that are possible in the NBA, right? And the Hornets have just seemingly to stay with what they know, right? The ankle injuries, like we've covered multiple times during this podcast, that have been just spreading or like a virus among the, among the team, right? Uh, Hayward and LaMelo have the, like re, re-injure themselves in the same way. Uh, so even if you've already been injured, you're re-injuring yourself. But on the positive side, we're on the other half of it. Hayward is back. LaMelo, been back, right? He made his return last week. So things are starting to come together. But Charlotte Luck being Charlotte's luck, we lost Terry Rozier. With a new injury, a new type of injury, a hip contusion. So he got hurt in Denver. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, hopefully he gets back sooner than later. But Gordon Hayward, since he's, he made his return uh, December 16th against Atlanta, um, since he's been back, it's been four games. Uh, last night, oh, excuse me, uh, it's been four games. And in those four games, 12 points, seven boards, three assists on average. Okay. Shooting 43% from the field um, on average, right? Per game. He's averaging around 11 shot attempts per game. Now, just to put that in perspective, Gordon Hayward, field goal attempts per game, 11. LaMelo Ball takes 11 threes per game on average. So Hayward is still getting back into the mix. He's never been like a super high volume guy, but with no Terry. And as we saw last night with how, well, there's no way, other way to put it. With how terrible the shooting was last night, guys like Hayward are, need, to, need to be heavily relied upon when we lose a, a, a big piece of weaponry in Terry Rozier, right? Like, Oubre can only, can only shoot so much, right? Jeremy Daniels can only shoot so much. We need the, uh, the big money guys, the veterans, to step up and uh, take control of these games when the, the shots are going. Like, uh, Hayward last night, 3 of 12 from the field. Uh, so that's, that's 25%, 0 for 4 from 3. It's not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. And um, it goes across. I mean, I hate to single him out specifically because no one really shot the ball last night well at all. It was, it was a problem across the board uh, for, for Charlotte. So it, one thing at a time. Hayward's back. That's good. Take the, we, we're going to take these wins as they come as Charlotte fans. All right, Hayward is back. And LaMelo LaMelo, since he's been back, five games under his belt, 25.8 points per game during that stretch since he's been back. 8.6 assists per game during those five games on average since he's been back. He's been averaging 4.8 rebounds per game. And more, most importantly, 46% from the, from the field. Right? His field goal percentage on average, 46%. And impressively, 43% from three, going back to what I mentioned, on 11 attempts. Shooting the ball 11 times from distance a night and making 43% of those shots, 
You can't see my hands right now, but I'm holding up a W. That's a major W uh, for LaMelo Ball and his jumper. So you can see, you can kind of see where, what, what the Hornets been missing without LaMelo, right? Uh, this whole time. And sooner than later, I think we'll see what we saw in the first eight games of the season with Gordon Hayward and his involvement. Because, hey, I know the Hornets didn't win a lot of games um, to start the year. Or even at this point, you know, now that we're a quarter way or a third of the way into the season. But Hayward was the main reason why this team was watchable. And when he went out, coupled with the other injuries, it just became a, like a struggle to watch this team play on both ends. Um, now it's getting better. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to go over how much it's gotten better, which is really impressive. I was like looking up the numbers um, before I started recording. Um, some of the defensive numbers. And this it's, it's been really impressive, truthfully, despite what happened last night. And I'm just comparing the Hornets against themselves, okay? So let's get into that. Last week, Hornets lost to the Pistons. I think a week to the day. I think it was like last Wednesday when they lost to the Pistons. Um, battle of the seven-win teams. Hornets lost that in overtime, right? So... Uh, after the game, Steve Clifford goes in front of the media and speaks for a minute, 40 seconds. And it's basically, you know, just gets into how this team isn't playing defense and nobody is playing defense. He said, like, there's not one bright spot on defense. And so I'm going to try to make this as simple as I can. I know it's, it's, it could be it's a little weird to talk numbers in audio. So I'm going to go through this, try to go through this as simple as I possibly can. Okay. I'm looking at that that Detroit loss as a like as, as a milestone, right? As a as a marker, a bookmark. It's probably a better way to put it, a bookmark on the season. And so the week leading up to that game compared to the week following that game. That's what I'm comparing. So the four games for the Hornets leading up to that Pistons game, including the Pistons game. And then the what is it? And then the and then the five games, no, four games. Yeah, four games. So the four games leading up to the Pistons game and then the four games afterwards. That's what I'm comparing here. In the, in the four games leading up to that Pistons game, the Hornets were the worst defense in the league. A, de- a defensive rating of 126.5. Bottom. Absolute bottom of the league. Since the, the four games since, they've improved to 19. To one fifth to nineteenth in the league in the defensive rating now is one hundred fifteen point six. You know nothing to be like, hey, you know, we're not giving out cookies here for this, right? But it is an improvement against a pretty decent schedule, right? Um, some real opponents, some real playoff teams. All right, we got Denver, you got Sacramento in there, you got the Clippers, and like there's some real teams in that mix, and the Hornets have improved since. That, that that Clifford speech. So let's just be be grateful that there is that improvement without some major uh, contributors, right? And with Hayward getting back to the mix during that stretch, with Lamelo, you know, finding his form again, getting his lungs and legs right again. All right, there's no Terry Rozier during the stretch. Maybe that's something to do with it. I don't know. Um, but the defensive rating has been improved. And another thing I want to point out that's that I've been really impressed by. So the Hornets, going back to the, to, the, the, to the before time, 
to the, the, the time period before the Pistons game. Leading up to that Pistons game, the four games, including that Pistons game, the Hornets were 21st in the league in a, a opponent second chance points. So this Hornets team would, that Hornets team before the, like, before Pistons, BP, uh, was the worst team in the league on the defensive end. And then whenever they got a stop, they were pretty bad at stopping in the team twice. Like, it was a real challenge for this team to get multiple stops in the same possession. And borderline unfair. Like, give the guys a break. You know, like, they did, they did good enough to get one stop, and then all of a sudden, here's a second chance opportunity for the other team, and they convert it. But and so at that point, 19th in the sorry, 21st in the league um, on average leading up like during that first period before Pistons, <laughs> uh, 15.3 points per game. They were giving up on second chance points after the Clifford speech. They're number one. They're the best team in the league holding opponents to 8.3 second chance points per game. They're tied. Well, tied with the Knicks. It's them and the Knicks as the best teams. Since that Clifford speech to the media, they're the second, well, tied for first in the league um, in second chance points. So the things that they're doing poorly before the Clifford speech, they're improved upon. They've gotten better at it. And the hope, right, is like, you know, this roster, these guys are, these guys are professionals. They're prideful individuals. And even though they're playing is pretty much out of the question. You know, they can maybe a good month here. Can get them back in the mix if they're trying to really do it. They still have an open roster spot. They have picks. They have expiring contracts. They could do something if the Hornets, like the the franchise really wants to make a push uh, to get into uh, the postseason mix. It's not off the table completely, but, you know, if you look at how, like, these incremental improvements, even in a, you know, a four-game sample size, there is something there and whether they want to like add to it and try to make a push or just take note of it and then keep that mindset rolling into next year. Just focus on what's working like right now, build on it this year internally. When I say build on it, you know, when I say build on it, I mean, you know, continuing, continuing to run these sets, these groupings versus like add to it, like bringing players in, um, they continue to to continue to do what they're doing well right now and like okay project them out to next season you have a real team here um that can they can do something that can continue the momentum that they had going into the season before the offseason started right when they had the first winning record since 2016 where they were in the in the play-in mix um to get back to the area again it's gonna be difficult because how tough the east is but it is possible given uh what we've seen from the individuals on this team, but health is number one. It's still, it's still very hard to talk about this team's health or performance because of the health. Like I want to, I want to say like I, every week, every podcast, every live stream, every video I do, I want to look at these numbers and, 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 and talk to y'all about what I'm seeing. And I want to back it up with the numbers, but like if the three best players on the team, aren't healthy at the same time. What is he, what even is this team? Like, what even is it? You know, like how are you meant to, to, to grade or judge what's going on here? If the team isn't there, isn't healthy, like they're just not there. It's <laughs> not there. Um, so hopefully 
Terry's injury isn't bad and we get him back and we get a look an idea of what this team is, right? Because then we can see, okay, Ubre, he's been starting. And then he when when Hayward came back, we saw him go back to the bench. Like Ubre hasn't even been playing the role he's been meant to be playing, right? Same McDaniels, same thing. He's been in in, in playing in an elevated position, a higher position in the rotation, right? We haven't seen Cody Martin outside of one minute. Dennis Smith Jr. has been on the shelf, right? So like what how this team was designed and built and planned hasn't touched the floor. And until that happens, I, I can't say with confidence what this team is. I can tell you that they're they're playing poorly, right? For like for an entirety of a game. They could put together some quarters, some halves, even some games. Like that the win against Sacramento was a really good win. A really strong, really um a focused team there that they got to win in a, in a tough environment in Sacramento. And that's, that's not to be discounted, but what happened against the Clippers, that's tough, man. It's like kind of undoes any, any positivity that came from the previous night, but that's why they play the games, right? That's why you know, cause you never know what's going to happen, right? Like that's the, that's the whole point. Whole point of sports is uh, the unknown and the journey. And you really got to be strapped in and ready for this journey because I have no idea what to expect from the squad uh, on any given night. Because, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting team we got going on here. <laughs> it's a very interesting team. And you got the all-star voting starting soon. It's like, all right, well, uh, this makes, makes, makes me sad. Makes me sad. Because I thought, you know, if Lamel is healthy, he's an all-star. You know, triple-double last night, 25, 12, and 11. But again, you know, shot twenty. He shot ten to twenty six last night. Like it's 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 a problem because like talked about the defense before. If the shots not falling. This team has no chance. You know, if this team can just be average defensively, and then continue to do what they've been doing on offense, this this could be a competitive team. But we just they weren't able to do it. weren't able to keep it together. Um, and come on, man, like. With how many games, this has nothing to do with anything, but with how many games uh, Kawhi Leonard misses, can we, he played twice against the Hornets. Like, can we get a break? Can we get a break, please? Can he not? <laughs> like, where's the load management against the Hornets? Can we get your break, please? 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 No? All right. It is what it is. Hornets got the Lakers on Friday. It's a 10.30 game. 10.30, 10.30 p.m. Hornets at Lakers, and then 10 o'clock on Monday, Hornets at Portland, and then 10 o'clock p.m., Hornets at Golden State. And that concludes the road trip. So far, Hornets 1-2 and two on this road trip. Lakers don't have Anthony Davis. I have no idea what to expect from the Lakers on a nightly basis without AD. Um, like, who, the, like Le, who says Le, LeBron's even playing um, on the 23rd? Like I don't even know, man. So we'll, we'll see how that goes tomorrow night. Uh, if there's no LeBron, I like the Hornets' chances, but you never know. You really never know with the squad. But yeah, Lakers, Portland, uh, Warriors to close out the road trip. And then thankfully, finally, next week, December 29th, the Hornets return to Charlotte and host Oklahoma City, a team I'm very much looking forward to watching. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy watching them. I was really sad that Chad Holmgren went down hurt. They're going to be my go-to league pass team because Chad Holmgren just fascinated by his, uh, his play style and body type and how that would translate to the league. But on the plus side, 
the silver lining of that is next year we'll get to see Wen Benyama versus Chet Holmgren for the Rookie of the Year race. That's going to be fun. Depending on where, uh, where Wimby lands, you know, because it will be, be even more fun if that's here in Charlotte. Because as of right now, just to um, close out on this, okay, if the season ends today, ended today, the Hornets, well, let me back up. If the season ended today, Detroit, Charlotte, and Houston all have the same odds at getting the first pick. 14%, 52.1% at the top four. The Hornets don't need to be the worst team in the league to have the best shot at the first pick. Because realistically, San Antonio, who's a, who's a four seed, Orlando, a five seed right now. Five seed, what I'm talking about. Not seeds. <laughs> Definitely not a seed. <laughs> Definitely not a five seed. Uh, ranked. We'll call them rankings. Okay. Detroit, Charlotte, Houston, San Antonio, Orlando, Washington. That's the top six or bottom six, depending on how I look at it, as far as lottery odds go. Right? And all it takes is one ping pong ball for the Hornets to drop from that the three spot to the fifth spot, which is not a bad place to be. If the if this if this continues, is this if this is the actual um outlook of this franchise and they end up in the with one of the worst three records in the league, I'm gonna be upset if they drop out of the top three. I'll take a top five. I'll take a top five uh, pick because this draft is going to be really good. If you don't get Wimbanyama, it's okay. It'll be okay. There's some there's some really nice players, nice prospects in this draft class and some gems. So it'll be all right, man. It'll be right. Hornets fans. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Hopefully. Hopefully. Please. I hope it's okay. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. But uh, no, I appreciate everyone out there listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast um, on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. Uh, we'll be back next. We'll be back next week with Raymond Felton. Um, so we're we'll talking about you know this road trip's conclusion. Um, I want to talk to Raymond about um, the All Star Game now that the voting has begun because I I didn't know I didn't why well, I think I must have known I just completely forgot about it. But the Jazz hosting the Jazz, the, uh, you know. I guess it is. That is technically correct. Technically correct. Uh, Salt Lake City's hosting All Star Weekend, which is interesting to say the least. So I'm curious, as from a, a former player's point of view, and from a, a non me, uh, <laughs> as a non NBA player, my and myself, you hear so you heard certain things about All Star Weekend, and that those certain things seem to conflict with what Salt Lake City's all about. So I'm gonna get his point of view on that um, here sometime soon. Maybe we'll get into that next week. But, all right, Hornets, let's go. Good luck against the Lakers. We'll see how that goes. Um, I don't know if I'll be watching live. I don't know if I'll be live streaming during it, but I'll be definitely watching it um, on demand the next day at worst. But it's a Friday, so maybe it's worth staying up for. Who knows? But I appreciate it again. I want to appreciate it. Say thank you to everyone out there for listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast. On the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.